Good morning, Evangel. It's good to see you here today. Welcome to those of you who are watching from home. We would invite you to stand and to join us this morning as we sing and we worship together.
and give thanks again to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For he is good, he is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. With a mighty hand, with a mighty hand, and outstretched arm. His love endures forever. For the life that's been reborn, his love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise, sing praise, sing praise. Forever God is faithful, forever God is strong. God is good. All the time. <laughs> and all the time. <laughs> awesome. You may be seated, but before you do, uh, just wave to someone around you. Welcome them to church this morning. We just have a few quick announcements. Awesome. You may be seated. So just a few quick things this morning. Uh, as, as we are aware, we are doing in-person services again, but for those of you who are watching online, if you do not feel comfortable joining in-person yet, just because of the current circumstances, that's totally okay. You are okay to continue watching live until uh, you feel comfortable enough to come back in person. But for those of you who are here this morning, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Just a few quick reminders, though, uh, that we just ask that you have proper mask usage, that it covers your mouth and your nose, and, af and after service as well, we don't have any socializing inside the building just to keep uh, everyone safe as possible. So we just thank you for following those protocols. Uh, for youth and young adults, if you are in the range of grade six to college or university, there are a lot of fun, exciting events coming up that we would love for you to be a part of. Even for those of you watching online, if you are in within that age range or are a parent of someone who is, uh, we'd love to have them out. Uh, so you can visit our website for more info at epcoakville.com. Kids, Grades one to six, you are, or grades one to five, rather, you are free to go up to Kids Church with your volunteers this morning. Have a great kids service, and uh, Carlene, I'll turn it back to you. Thank you. You can remain seated while we begin a singing together. I struggled a little bit throughout this week with the uh, songs that we felt led to lead today, and I struggled with it because... <laughs> They're pretty clear on what they're saying. They call our souls to something that I admit to you today. I am not always in that place. They talk about the fact that I will not fear because God's promises are true. They talk about the fact that I've never walked alone. I've never been abandoned. They talk about the fact that it is well with my soul. And there are times I confess to you that I fear. And I look at my circumstance and I think, I am alone. <laughs> where on earth is God? But it's in those moments, and it's in the moments where I can sing things like this, that my soul is reminded, I am so frail. I am so broken. And this is why we can sing about a God that is not one that changes and moves with the circumstances. He is not emotionally controlled. He does not get shaken when things shake around me. I can stake my very life on the promises that he's made. I may not understand them. I may not understand the timing. I may not feel his presence. But it's in those moments that I can remind myself 
my broken humanity makes me frail, but it is his bigness is worth standing on because there is no frailty in him. So if you are in a place this morning, and those at home too, if you are in a place where your faith is sure and strong, sing with assurance. If you're on a road marked with suffering this morning and you feel alone, you can't hear his voice, sing with assurance. If you're in a place where you're not particularly sure of faith, you don't particularly claim to have a faith, allow the truth of these words to sink deep in your heart and show you that there is a solid rock, that there is a place to stand, and it doesn't depend on our frailty. I lift my eyes up. 
You go before me. 
You're my deliverer. I know I never walk alone. It is
as a statement of faith. Let's sing together again. It is well with my soul. It is well. of life, when the sun's shining and when the storm is raging, when we hear your voice and when we feel alone, we are the fallible, we are the frail, and this morning we have lifted up a God who is faithful, a God who is always true, a God who has paid a price we could not pay so we can stand in a place and say, it is well with my soul. My sin has been covered not just a little bit, not when I do good things to balance it out, not when I feel it, but my sin has been covered in the whole because you are faithful, God, because you are loyal when I fail, because your grace is bigger than my failure and bigger than my understanding, because you can be counted on. And I pray this morning, Holy Spirit, as we've sung these songs and as we hear the word of God, I pray that you would build our courage, that you would build our faith, that you would give us that glimpse of your face, of your character, of your firm foundation. And as we walk out into a week that we can face all, knowing we've never walked alone and we won't this week. We have never been abandoned, and you're not about to start now. And so it is with a sense of gratitude and a sense of humility that we say it is well with our soul, because you are the great I am. And in that mighty name, we pray this. stay standing for the reading of his word. Amen. Our reading this morning is from Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9, and it says this. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I will have given you. From the Negev wilderness to the south, to the south to, uh, in the south, rather, to the Lebanon mountains in the, in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the, in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the left or to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Thank you, church family. You may be seated this morning. And thank you, worship team. What an amazing time of worship uh, we had together this morning. Now, I don't know about you, but I love shows movies, and different types of media that use time travel as an essential part, as an essential theme of that story. It's a plot device that can be used in almost endless ways. And one of my favorite shows to geek out on is Doctor Who, uh, because not only is it the time travel show, 
but I also just love British t- uh, t- uh, television. It's good stuff. I've watched so many crime dramas, like I could be a detective in another life. I'm sure of it. If you have a problem that you can't solve, don't come to me. I'd make it worse. <laughs> but when it comes to Doctor Who, it's actually the longest running sci-fi show in the world. It started all the way back in 1963, and unless someone just hated sci-fi, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who didn't know what Doctor Who even was. Its significant history was helped by the fact that the main character, the Doctor, had the ability to change their appearance. Uh, The show calls it regeneration, Uh, and, and they did that every time they needed to heal. It's the main factor that has allowed the show to have such an extensive History, when an actor ages out of the role, someone new for the character to regenerate into comes in and you have a whole new uh, actor to work with in bringing the uh, character of the Doctor to life for the next couple years and so on. In my opinion, it's a genius way of keeping a show going and introducing a new Doctor to a whole new generation of viewers instead of just rebooting the same thing over and over again. But when you get into into the show during a specific actor's tenure, it can be hard to see those moments where they are no longer the doctor you know and someone else fill those, fills those shoes. It's like your favorite show, if, if, if it cancels or if it reboots down the line and they change the actors, that, those aren't your actors anymore. Those aren't the ones you've grown accustomed to and that's not your doctor in the case of Doctor Who, you know? And it becomes this thing of, of emotional connection and it is then hard to let the past go and transition, into, or transition yourself rather into what is going to come next. And so this morning... We're continuing our series titled, It's About Time. As we've seen throughout this series so far, the Bible deals with the theme of time uh, from a variety of places and from multiple different perspectives. And today, I want us to look together at the theme of time from the passage that we just read in Joshua chapter 1. Specifically, though, I want us to focus on the aspect of transition and how as time goes on, changes take place that call us out of our comfort zones and into something new. But even as times change, and and roles change, and the world change, and change happens all around us, God is still, and always will be, the same. At the very start of this series, a few weeks ago, uh, Pastor Shannon talked from the book of Psalms, and how we can be frustrated as time goes on, and our hardships don't change, or our circumstances don't change. And today's message kind of follows up on that and flips the script and helps us see the other side of that. Instead of getting frustrated as time goes on and nothing happens, how do we re- choose to react when, when time flies by and change happens so rapidly? And, and what can we do in order to trust God when things just aren't what they used to be? What can we do in order to overcome our fear in those transitional moments, those pivotal moments in our lives. That's what we'll be tackling uh, this morning. And there's three uh, different uh, quotes from from the uh, uh, passage in Joshua that we just read that focus on on different references to time. And I wonder if you picked them up as we read. But uh, either way, let's dive right into our passage together with our first point this morning. The time has come. The time has come. If you don't know the story of Joshua. The short of it is he had grown up as a slave in Egypt, but those years of hardship helped him develop a strength of character and a faith in God that would make him an important leader when the time came. For example, when the Israelites uh, in, in Exodus chapter 17 at last escaped Egypt, Joshua soon showed his leadership qualities by quickly organizing a, a, a fighting force and driving off an Amalekite attack. And in Exodus 24, by the time Israel reached Mount Sinai, Joshua was Moses' chief assistant. He went with Moses up into the mountain and kept watch while Moses entered into the presence of God. And likewise, he kept watch outside the tent when Moses met with God. See, Joshua, he lived a life of seeing the power and the presence and the promises of God in full. And when the time came for Moses to pass away, Joshua was hand-picked as the next leader of the Israelites. The time had come for Joshua to lead the Israelites into the promised land. He was the one God had chosen to step into the shoes that Moses had once filled and to take God's people even further into the land that was promised for them back during Abraham's day. The time had come for Joshua. And that phrase itself, the, the time has come, It offers pretty valuable insight into the feelings and the emotions that Joshua and the people of Israel must have been experiencing in this transitional moment. 
And for all we know, this was an incredibly successful transition from Moses as leader to Joshua. But that doesn't discount the fact that there is a lot happening that is completely new territory in this moment for the people and for Joshua. The time had come for someone else to take the reins of leadership, and that meant that things just wouldn't be the same as they were before. As time changes, as advancements take place, and and, and as we progress, it's important that we recognize the new things happening in our lives. These words were written when God's people were about to enter a brand new land, right? Fighting new battles under the leadership of a new man. That's a lot of change. It's a lot of change for many people of that time to deal with. And I want you to think for a second of how you personally react to the idea or that reality, rather, of of new in your life. Do you consider yourself someone who embraces change, who embraces transition? Excuse me. Or do you find yourself wishing for what was still there before? I only ask this because the truth is that new is a word that can be exciting. It can be totally exciting, but it's oftentimes scary. For many people, it's uncertain. New is is faith-testing, and it's anxiety-inducing. New could mean a new job or a new school. It could mean having to leave behind what you used to know and be comfortable with. It's the next chapter in your life, and oftentimes that is pretty terrifying. New is unknown. And back to my example, uh, just for a second, on shows with time travel, that's one of the things I get envious over. You know, see, time travelers have the ability to know what will happen next. It is, it is the ultimate cheat code to life. Imagine knowing what time will bring and being able to navigate life while knowing every single moment that has yet to take place in the future. At that point, uh, well, just spitballing here. Imagine you were a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, okay, back in 1967, and knowing that they wouldn't win a cup in at least 55 years. Right? At that point, at that point, you'd probably find a new team to cheer for. Right? You, you would find a new team, I'd hope you find a new team to cheer for and avoid disappointment. See, we need, or what need would there be, rather, for anxiety over the future when you have seen each and every moment? In reality, though, we can't see each and every moment. And there's this conundrum about time that we can wrestle with, and one I'm sure Joshua and the Israelites wrestled with, too. And that conundrum is that as, as these changes take place in our lives, it's very easy to look back. It's very easy to look back. Instead of looking forward to see what God is going to do, sometimes we want to look back at what we find familiar. Right? Familiar is, is safe. Familiar is, is comfortable. Familiar isn't challenging or, or risky. But oftentimes in our lives, we find that, like Joshua, the time, has, the time will come for us to step into something new, knowing that even though there is safety in what you are used to, the same God who is with you before is still with you. And knowing that, we don't need to fear as we follow the plans that God has for our lives. See, Joshua knew the Lord. He was a man of, of, of faith, a man of prayer, and, and a man of action. While he understood all the new that was around him and and the people of Israel as the course of time uh, brought these new changes, he understood that the God he loved was timeless. The same God who promised Abraham that his descendants would inherit the promised land was telling Joshua what to do next. The same God who was with Moses is commissioning Joshua for leadership of the people. The same God who gave his promises to Joshua is with you as well. And that goes into our next point. As long as you live. The next reference to time seen in our passage this morning is a moment in verse 5, which says this. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. And again, I wonder if you noticed that, that, that line in there, or at least I hope you did, because it's the, I already gave it away. It's the title of, of our point, as long as you live. It's the second reference to the general idea of time, and God here is reiterating uh, the same promise to Joshua that he originally gave to Moses. It's a declaration. It's a declaration that follows up with a command by God to be strong and courageous. 
Be strong and courageous. In fact, this specific command to Joshua to be strong and courageous appears a total of three times in the nine verses that we read this morning, and more so even even around our, our passage today. In my experience, it's usually repetition that helps me realize what is most important. Right? Repetition is an effective tool for my understanding. If my parents didn't repeat things to me, I'd never get anything done growing up. That's just the reality. I would never. Never. If I, didn't, if I don't reread things that I'm trying to learn, I won't remember it as well as if I only did it once. And in my personal experience, if God tries to catch my attention, he usually does it in a way that's repetitive. In a way that's repetitive. Uh, he, um, you may have heard of a guy named uh, John Wooden. Right? He was a beloved basketball coach, and he once said that there are eight laws to learning. Uh, explanation. Demonstration. Imitation, repetition, 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 repetition. That's eight. (laughs) I've always loved that quote because that is how I learn. That is how I see that something is of significance. And never in my life have, have have I seen repetition as something more important than since I became a parent. Right? Repetition is such an important tool for teaching children. When a a child repeats or is repeated to and and emphasizes an idea, it not only improves clarity, but brings attention to that idea. For example, uh, we're getting to that stage in in Lucy's development where we started potty training. Fun stuff. Fun stuff, right? And uh, it's a big milestone. For sure. And so we bought this, this, this little potty that we keep in our bathroom, and we get into the routine of asking her if she needs to go. If she says yes, then we take her in and sit her on the potty until she's all done. She hasn't actually gone in the potty yet, and I actually think she just follows our lead and says yes because she just likes chilling on the potty. Like, sometimes she'll just bring a book and just sit there. Like, it's, it's her favorite thing in the world. But it's the repetition of us asking her if she needs to go that helps bring attention to the concept of using the potty right? It's what will help her learn and grow and understand. In our passage this morning, God is using repetition. He's using repetition by telling Joshua over and over again to be strong and courageous as a way of bringing his attention to the idea of God being with him always. Usually when something is repeated that often within our Bible, that's our cue. That's our cue to listen to what God is trying to say to us. It signals that what is being repeated is important and worth paying attention to. The reason why Joshua could stand strong and courageous in in the midst of such a great transitional moment for the people of Israel was because of God's promise that no one would come against him for as long as he lived and that God would never fail him, would never abandon him. In verse 5, God reminded Joshua that no one would be able to stand against Israel. Not because of of their power, but because of his power. When we accept Jesus as our Savior, he too promises us his power and his presence for our lives. Verse 5 also carries the assurance that Joshua would never be left behind or forsaken. It's a promise that we have as well, church. Christ has made the same commitment to us. In John chapter 14, verses 15 to 17, Jesus says that he has given us his spirit to live in us and will never leave us. It says, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. See, God's presence it isn't just a one-time encouragement. It isn't just a one-time encouragement. It isn't just something that will make you feel warm and cozy on a Sunday morning, right? His presence is personal, and it is timeless. The same God that was with Moses was with Joshua and is also with us today and promises to never leave us or forsake us. So in those transitional moments we find ourselves in, where our worlds are turning upside down, where everything seems different, where everything seems uncomfortable, when change is happening too rapidly and time won't let us slow down to catch up, when we are anxious and desperate for peace in in the craziness of our lives, we can also be strong and courageous. Why? Because we aren't alone. 
The promise that was given here specifically to Joshua is a principle that still applies to you and is repeated, remember, repetition, repeated in Scripture. Hebrews 13.5, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. See, the author here in Hebrews directly reiterates the promise that was just given to Joshua, but what I find more fascinating is the verse immediately after in verse 6. So we can say with confidence that the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? In our passage, victory is assured for Joshua. Victory is assured for him, not because he is going to be a great leader or because Israel is a great nation, but because God is a great God. Because God is a great God. And he says to Joshua, I will be with you. I will be with you. See, Joshua understood this. He understood that he didn't need to have fear for what was new. The Lord would help him. I will be with you. Is there a more comforting statement than that, church? In my mind, that should be enough to move anyone, knowing that the God who is with Moses and Joshua will also be with you. So our third point this morning. Day and night. At this point in our passage, we can see one last reference to the theme of time starting in verse 7. And it says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. This is one of the final things spoken to Joshua in his transition to being the leader of Israel. And I find it is a very fundamental instruction that holds so much importance to our lives today as well. Here God tells Joshua to obey all the laws and instructions given given to Moses for the people, but not only to obey, but to meditate on it day and night, continually, repeatedly, repetition. It is a call for a habit of repetition to be built in Joshua's life surrounding the word of God. See, God's word and Joshua's commitment to it would be the pillars supporting his success. Now, I want to keep this last point short because uh, I've talked a lot and and because this point is, in my opinion, very self-explanatory. But that doesn't make it any less practical for us today. See, God tells Joshua to meditate on the word day and night because it will be the foundation for his success and for his leadership. He was, not to, he was to not only obey the law, but to have it on his mind day and night, to surround his life in it, and to make it the core of his whole being. See, for Joshua, this was not just a weakened religion that made no difference in his da- daily living. And dare I say that nothing has changed from that call to commitment between Joshua's time and ours today. See, God's word so consistently lived out is a guarantee for us, as it was for Joshua. Not that we are promised a life of problems. Not that we are promised a life of problems. I mean, we sang beautifully this morning that God is with us in the triumphs and the failures. We're not promised a life without problems, but it does ensure a life able to deal with anything because it takes full advantage of God's presence and promises. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17 says it best. All scripture is inspired by God. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and and equip his people to do every good work. So what guarantee are we given when we live out our, our study of the word of God on a habitual, repeated, consistent basis that God will use that faithfulness to prepare and equip us for every good work? Again, the overall focus of the message this morning is on the idea of time in the context of transitions and how oftentimes we find that as time keeps moving, we are caught up in these situations and circumstances that keep on changing and presenting new situations and and where oftentimes we find it hard to know what to do next. Maybe you're an expecting parent 
right? And, you, and you're caught up in, in all the changes that come with preparing to have a new baby enter the mix. Trust me, <laughs> I've been there. Maybe you're, you're newlyweds and you're adjusting to life together. It's a brand new transitional moment. Maybe you're going through a transition at a new place of work and there's so much you have to learn. So much you have to learn and you wish you could, you could slow things down so you could catch up but the workload just keeps piling up. Maybe it's a new relationship or a new school. See, Joshua was facing a new role in leadership, but the constant in Joshua's life, the thing that never changed, the thing that kept him st- stable and without fear and th- is the same constant that is available to you, and that's God's word. So don't let your study of God's word be something just for the moments where you're feeling especially religious, right? Or, or for that book you read before bed Saturday night so you're all studied up for Sunday morning. That's what many people do before tests. That's what I did before tests right? Don't do that. The word of God is that firm foundation that sets you up for strength in the moments that time keeps going and you feel like you're lost. It is what will equip you to, have, to not have fear in the new that you are experiencing. It is what will inspire strength and courage as you trust God to guide you through your transitional moments, remembering the promise that he gives to Joshua is the exact word for word, same that he gives to you. And let me remind you of it, because God reminds Joshua of it one last time. Again, repetition. Throughout our passage this morning, God has repeated the same thing to Joshua, and he chooses to do it one more time at the very end of our passage this morning in verse 9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Be consistent in your faith. Be consistent in your study. Be consistent in your action. Repetition, 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 day and night. I'm going to invite the worship team back up. And we're going to sing one last song. And, and whether you're here this morning or, or watching from home, we're just glad you're here. We're glad you're here. And, and take this opportunity, though, Take this opportunity that is available to you to really focus in on God's promises for you. See, the hard truth is that time keeps going. The hard truth is that time keeps going, right? And, and it, it's, it's even in those moments where we wish that we could slow it down or, or, or look behind us to those better and easier moments, but even the, in those great big new transitional moments, we have this amazing promise of God's presence with us always. As our lives uh, and even the world and our communities and culture today go through sometimes radical transition, we have that opportunity as believers to be that source of stability as we rest on the promise that, we, that was given to Joshua in a massively transitional moment, that we don't have to be afraid, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.